Welcome to the beginning of the two snack-sized episodes this week because Chad is on vacation, but he's a trooper, so he's willing to do an hour, and then Mike's a trooper, so he will subdivide the one hour into two half-hour episodes this week, and I will do nothing as always. (laughs) That will be my role in this entire venture. I got a question, two questions. Someone sent me questions. This is like the first time someone ever sent me questions. I'm so excited. Let's you want to bust into these questions? This is a kind of question that I would legit Taco Tuesday or Wing Wednesday. I choose wings. I'm a wing guy for sure. Tacos are good, but I'll choose wings any day of the week. (laughs) I am a 100% taco person i'm not a really I'm not, I'm not a huge eating meat off of bones person wow i know you can just add that to the list of strange <laughs> like eating deficiencies i have i don't love meat on bones i like meat to be clear of bones i don't know why it's just me i'm a taco guy i guess you like your chicken well done too eh who doesn't <laughs> no, no eating raw chicken for you so well, first we have to find out, Chad, are you a taco or wing guy? I'm a protein man. I'll go for the wings. Wings? Okay. So yeah, I saw your guy eating raw chicken, Mike. <laughs> and Oof. I don't think I can do it. No? I don't think it's in me, but I have thought of a challenge I feel like I could accomplish. I'm going to eat dried meat products until I get scurvy. <laughs> Mm. Is scurvy like, curable? Yeah, you just have to eat an orange. <laughs> That's, it. That's it. One orange. Well, I it's all scurvy is is a they used to get it on the the ships that went across the ocean because all they were eating all day was like salted fish and stuff that would keep for the long journey, but fresh fruit wasn't. That's for the whole thing. Um, one rotten apple spoils the bunch because if they allowed one rotten apple to get into the apples they would bring with them so that they wouldn't get scurvy it would spoil the bunch someone can check this as historical fact too because i'm <laughs> from canada so i don't have the best education so That's- none of this could but from my understanding scurvy is a lack of vitamin c i think and you basically die from it and all your teeth fell out so i'm going to eat dried meat products till i get scurvy That's really good advice i'm going on a cruise tomorrow I'll remember Ooh. to bring one piece of fruit. Bring a piece of fruit with you, Chad. <laughs> obviously. Have you... I've The most disappointing thing about your vacation videos so far that I've seen... And I mean, there's been a lot of disappointment, but yeah. I'm just joking. <laughs> but the one thing that I have found disappointing is I felt like you were taking this vacation to America seriously. And I really, really expected you to show up in a limited edition NDL freedom hat. Cool. And you just didn't come through. I couldn't I smuggle that out of Canada. <laughs> I I don't want to alert anyone that listens to the podcast regularly, but they may have noticed that Andy Mulder is uh, releasing the Mulder Diamond Blade. Uh, I don't know I if you that. guys saw that on his stories this week. He's releasing the Mulder Diamond Blade. And I just I want everyone to know that, that as soon as I saw it, I um I immediately went into negotiations with Andy to release the Freedom Mulder Blade and the Freedom Mulder Blade potentially 
Sports is just negotiations, maybe the first sponsor of the Not Our Finest Hour podcast. So I have been talking to Andy. It's been in depth, uh, but he is considering release. So if you follow Andy and you follow this podcast, please shoot him a message and say you are in for a Mulder Freedom Blade if he steps up and sponsors the podcast. Um, I I can't. I would say that a Freedom Blade would cut. Do you think that the the Freedom was allowing them to cut faster in Savannah, Chad? Mm, in Savannah? And the humid temperatures, that even keeps the dust down, that Freedom Blade. Oh, wow. Because it's Freedom. <laughs> it's for Freedom. With the humidity, uh, it just sticks the, the, the dust right to the ground <laughs> as soon as it comes <laughs> off the saw. It's a slurry you really? have to wipe off. Did you actually see that happening? No. 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 It sounds no, amazing, though. <laughs> I wish you saw that happening. Sounds amazing. Where are you taking the boat to? Uh, we're taking it from Fort Lauderdale to Nassau and then back again. So this is probably days. it's four or five days? Yeah. Wow. Turn okay. turn, I, guess. Cool. I guess it's just like a couple nights on a boat and then you're back at the harbor and then we're taking That's off back cool. home. Yeah, should be good. I um, you guys probably won't get this reference, but uh, I was just worried maybe you were going on a three-hour tour, Gilligan's Island. There you go. Yeah, well, someone got it. Chad did. Did you get it, Chad? Uh, no? no, I didn't get it. <laughs> yeah. You got to go on a three-hour tour, baby. Look up with that before you go out on the boat tomorrow. Make sure you Google what happens when you go out on a three-hour tour. Three-hour tour, and, be, and then be happy that you're not going on a three-hour tour. Um. <laughs> So this is my real question that I got from. So the last question was from NFC. Mike's so much better at this. I have no practice at all. <laughs> um, Innovative landscapes sent me the first, these two questions. And the second question is, are you increasing your marketing this spring? What sort of marketing are each of you doing? Chad. Um, I'm not doing anything i did a couple instagram posts that hopefully they I go through that. to my instagram or my facebook and then um hopefully that gives us a job or two i've had a couple um things come in through our website which i'll follow up on when i get back um really nothing special yet though um but maybe i should get on that maybe we'll do a little facebook thing i'll uh i'll see it's still, I'm in vacation mode for the next week. And after that, it's back to the grind. But for now, like we're heavily focused on doing nothing. You're going to dabble in a couple Instagram posts and feel like that's going to bring in your whole season's worth of work. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I, I feel like, yeah. I was, uh, I was watching Lionscape stories today and uh, he was making a good point that all of us should be trying to um, book ourselves out three to six months in advance right now that we should be out there closing jobs and booking three to six months in advance. So uh, props to him for throwing that out there. I think it's great to have someone, you know, telling us what we should be doing, uh, you know, trying to book some work in January. That's joking. <laughs> I, I can't even do that with it. Like I just can't fucking do it. Let's just, I, Makes me feel I'm, way behind. I'm not, I'm not like the amount of, people right now that are on Instagram doling out 
painfully obvious things just cracks me up every day. It's just like try to book yourself out. I'm like, are you trying to like I I don't I never understand what people are trying to accomplish either. I are you trying Everybody to Everybody wants like, to be an industry leader, right? They yeah. want to be the go-to guy for advice in the industry and make a name yeah, for themselves. I, I mean, aren't we doing the same thing here? No. With this podcast? I, in a tongue-in-cheek I, way? I, so, okay, yeah. I, I strongly feel like we're not trying to do that. Well. I mean, yeah. we do answer people's questions, though, to be fair. Yeah. Like, we are answering people's questions, to be fair. So, I guess we are. I guess we're. Yeah. So everyone should start booking three to six months in advance. I don't, I don't know where I heard that, but I'm going to take, I'm going to pull a chat and claim ownership of it. Um, yeah. So for us, we are making a serious attempt this year to get out of the residential construction business. Wow. I don't want to be in it anymore. Doesn't mean we won't do it. It doesn't mean we won't, if leads come in, it doesn't mean we won't follow up, but our website is being, completely revamped right now to um, focus on commercial and GC clients. So we've had a bunch of the G like lately we've been bidding a whole bunch of commercial work and uh, the GCs keep checking out our website. And the first thing they say is that we're just too small of a company because people assume that residential companies are small, which isn't necessarily always the case. Um, and they're not debating the quality of work that's on the website. They're just, I think it makes them nervous that we're not, able to do commercial work so we're going to still have a residential section on our website but it's going to be buried in the back it won't be the focus of the website the website will be so we're that's something we're spending some money on um to do nice uh, well Maybe you should borrow my slogan what's your slogan commercial landscapers taking select residential projects wow oh yeah maybe that's maybe we you should I, say you don't know where you got it or where you heard it we, I'll well <laughs> I have uh I have Jack on the case so he's uh, Jack Jack is uh project managing estimating and uh and doing our website for us so it's uh he's a everyone needs a Jack so is your I slogan going away the empowering lifestyle I think building a retaining wall at the metro and Barrie were also empowering people's lifestyle uh. Why do you want to take the slogan, Mike? <laughs> I've <laughs> always liked the slogan. <laughs> I, I feel like we're still empowering lifestyle. We're just empowering it in a more powerful. Uh, we're empowering it in a larger way. We're trying to reach a larger, uh, larger audience. I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, we have. We uh, we've we don't have the letter of intent yet but we have i think we have closed two jobs so that's good nice uh nice one is a rooftop job and one is uh, a job downtown that's a bunch of uh tech walk so i think we're on our way to moving towards i had some positive meetings with uh probably our biggest client now um regarding the upcoming season they're uh, they're very busy so i'm hoping that their overflow will spread to us because they're good people and we have a great relationship with them. Uh, but that's the sort of our, I have been attacking Instagram lately, but I don't think in any way it brings in any work for us. I don't remember the last time I made a post where I thought that will come to a lead. 
I'm pretty sure we'll get something from that. So um, I did. I had a couple questions though, Chad, about your pizza. Yeah. Was that salami or pepperoni? I believe it was pepperoni. It was. Uh, it like was, pepperoni. It was uniquely sliced. It was very uniquely. And which is, it's odd because I had that same pizza at the beginning of the week and it didn't look like that. It was small <laughs> circles. So I don't know if they're oh. like resourcing these pepperonis to come from a different place every time. Do but, you, I felt like from the pictures that, that this is the hard hitting stuff you tune into this podcast for. <laughs> the pizza reviews from Holiday Inn in Florida of pizza I didn't even eat. Um, I had I felt like from the pictures and the video that I watched that that crust might have been frozen and then they add the toppings or do you feel like it was fresh? I feel like it was fresh. Like really? Nice. It was honestly one of the better crusts I've had especially in America. Well, you haven't had three or four different well, Okay, but you are from Cornwall, which is considered the second best pizza to Windsor in the country. True. True. So, you know, I think you might be a little bit spoiled. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I just, I'm just that putting silver it spoon. So. I can take that silver spoon out of my mouth so, so I can taste the pizza. <laughs> what are you, uh, what are you doing for your marketing, Mike? What am I doing? Uh, so this month I uh, doubled down on my website. I revamped it, added more pages. Uh, my plan is to really focus on SEO. And since I'm residential, that still works for me. And then uh, throughout the year, I've been filming videos of me um, with like a project in the background and actually talking to a specific client in a specific city so that when I do create videos to advertise on Facebook, it'll be a lot more direct as to who I'm talking to, as opposed to just saying, Hey, this is ever after landscaping. This is what we do. I'll be saying like, I am a homeowner in X city. Uh, we are a landscape design build and this is what we do. And this is what we can do for you. Uh, so I'm going to be editing those videos and getting those ready for Facebook ads. I, uh, I like that idea of the direct, Hey, mm. people from Toronto, I'm here to help you. Mm -hmm. as opposed to that did you think of this or see it somewhere because this is good stuff this is stuff that i've learned over the years and put together uh i've done it before but not to the scale that i'm going to be doing it at so yeah i like i love that yeah. i think that this like i see so many where people are just like and i i guess you're right that leads you to say i get ads i get sponsored posts from people that are like in manitoba yeah so it whenever i see a sponsored post it does i guess make me wonder how close they are to where i am not that i'd be hiring well maybe i would be hiring a landscape contractor um, also i'm gonna like really target a certain demographic with each of them too so like i i will target a 55 and up audience and more so if i want to do if i want to target them for an outdoor living space design build I'm going to be talking more so about uh, how they can have their grandkids in this space and enjoy the space and stuff like that. And then that'll be targeted specifically to that demographic. And then I'll have a different ad to a demographic that's more like 45 to 55 and so on there. So I'm getting very specific with that because I think 
with ads the past few years, if you were advertising, people would just go with you because you're the only contractor open if you're advertising, right? Whereas now it's going to get more uh, competitive. So I'm just trying to have a little bit more of a competitive advantage. I had an interesting experience today. A, um, my phone rang and it was a number I didn't recognize. And I'm, I've gotten in the habit over the last year of answering my phone when I don't know who it is, because that's generally how work comes. And before I never cared that much. So if the phone rang and I didn't know, I didn't know the number, I wouldn't answer it, but now I do. And it was a, um, speaking about how my Instagram does not help me in any way get work. Uh, it was a guy who follows me on Instagram that was trying to sell me a truck. Wow. He loves, loves my content and he wants to be my truck guy. And uh, that's the last type of phone call I want. Someone's trying to sell me a $300,000 truck. No, no. He wants to be my pickup truck guy. Oh, so it's only like a hundred thousand. Only a hundred thousand. Yeah. So, uh, but once I had him told him I had a couple 2019 Dodge Rams, he immediately was like, yeah, I probably can't help you. <laughs> I was like, who did he cool. sell for this guy? EMC. So, oh, but they yeah, are, do, the Dodge, the, oh, well, the Dodge Ram market is in bad shape right now. Admittedly, I agree with them. They're hard to get rid of. You like, would not believe the amount of Dodge Ram flat deck trucks I have seen on my way down here. Like easily 80% of the, the hotshot trucks down here are Rams. Because of the motor. They're, it's incredible. It's awesome. They like are, the right so, Great. I found it interesting that the guy was calling me to sell me a truck. <laughs> Why Where, you have like, no, no. I'm just saying because these people had lots, like no trucks. Like they would just be waiting to, to sell. Like, now they're the market has switched to the point where this guy's cold calling me to sell me trucks because he saw me on Instagram. That's a big yeah. change in the market from even yeah. 12 months ago. When yeah. they wouldn't call you back. Yeah. But where you were or begging someone to sell you a truck. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I found that to be an interesting swap in the market that this guy is cold calling me to sell me trucks, which he sent me pictures of it. It's a V8 gas. GMC plain Jane crew cab. It's not, and it's white. It wouldn't, not something I would ever purchase, but I did appreciate his time and his call. And it let me know that the market has swapped. Um, you know, so but maybe the interest rates are still eight or 9%. So yeah. if you want to take advantage of that, now's the time. Take advantage of the eight or nine percent. <laughs> I really want to take advantage of these high. Um, the other thing that happened today was, um, so it just it's not snowing so all our stuff is just sitting around and doing nothing uh we did have potential to do a rooftop terrace that was supposed to go next week which obviously the weather is tremendous for um right now plus one plus two this is the rooftop terrace is a i feel like we haven't done it before but it's potentially a lucrative part of the contract um the only part of it that we weren't responsible for was the porcelain tile because they're a donation to the project. But the GC had to order them. So I'm in the meeting. I'm like, yeah, we could start this. We don't got much else going on. This is a good thing. Uh, they forgot to order them and they're in Italy. So they're 10 weeks out. 
Yikes. Which puts, the, puts these things right in the middle of the busy part of the spring when I don't need to be doing this rooftop terrace and have fuck, fuck all interest in fucking around with these pedestals up there. But we've already bought $3,000 worth of fucking pedestals for this thing. Wow. So it's like this. Yeah, it's just. And so then I, I'm leaving there and uh, Darian calls and he blew the relief valve off the air dryer on his truck. So I go buy the valve because it was actually close to international. And I drive across the city for an hour and 45 minutes to where he, I find out his truck is wedged in a gas station between four gas pumps when the valve exploded. So they can't build any air. And so then we go, it's the right valve. We go through the rigmarole. He's under there. He's changing the valve. And then as the we start the truck and it starts building air to get it out of the predicament it's been sitting in loaded with the excavator on our client's excavator on the trailer, a fucking MTO shows up Love to get it. gas and a coffee. And I'm just so Darian pulls out and MTO whips out behind him, didn't pull him over. Um I mean, uh, Darian, the truck's new, trailer's new. Darian does a great job chaining stuff down. There was no reason to pull that truck over. And it was running and building air when the guy saw it. So he didn't know it was fucked up. And the they truck don't is need like, a reason to pull you over, though. Uh, they don't, but he didn't. So there was that positive. But as I was sitting in the parking lot, it occurred to me, how fucking hard is it to be a contractor? Hmm. Every day. It's just so hard. And it just... It is not for the meek or the faint of heart. No. And it's going it's going to get way harder for the next this season, the next eight months. It's gonna be crazily impossibly hard for everybody. And I just I was like, man, all of us who do this for a living should wake up every day and remind ourselves that this is just so fucking hard. It's a to be a 20, factor. It's Sorry? easy to be a shitty contractor, right? Yeah, like, I agree. The guys yeah. flying around in their three-quarter ton truck, dents in the side and all this shit. And they got three yeah. tires on their dump trailer and stuff. And they're the ones bidding at 14 bucks a square foot or whatever. Right? Well, and they don't care about their people and they don't pay their bills. And I yeah. agree with you. That's an easier person to be. They don't excavate yeah. for steps and put base material in. Oh, right on the grass. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I like I, I just at one point I thought about running attack ads on these guys. Like I I will do your job for nothing just so that this guy can't feed his family and he goes tits up. Like, <laughs> at one point it bothered me that much. Right. Like I just what what other option do you have? How do you get rid of these guys out there? I think you wait for Justin Trudeau to be prime minister for eight years. <laughs> and force the country to a massive recession. And I, you know, I think a lot of those people are doing it because to your point, Chad, that it's easier. It's, it's an easy way to grind out a living, I guess, in their mind. And, but when the work's not coming and the people are more suspicious and people are more doing better investigations into contractors and there's less desperation in the marketplace to get the work done. Um, I think that those are the kind of people that will get weeded out maybe. There'll be a big market adjustment. So I, I just, man, like some days it's just, it's really fucking hard to do this for a living. But and those people just, will always exist, right? And they'll always come into the market. There'll always be those people. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think there's less of them when times are bad. But I think when times are really bad and though they get weeded out, more people enter in that maybe got laid off of a job and have a shovel and a wheelbarrow and can think that they can do a couple of jobs to make a buck. I remember when I was first starting out, there was there was quite a few of those people coming in because that was like 2007, 2008 when I first started. I started off whenever I got laid off. Right. Like that was my first hearing right. business when I got laid off from a job. Yeah. Um, but you had been doing this as a job before. You weren't like working in the parts plant making seats. No. No, I didn't. I became a landscaper. Because is that more the perfect people you're referring to, Mike? Yeah. And especially because in Kitchener, there was a plant that shut down and a lot of those people became landscapers. <laughs> I could, I just can't remember what the plant was, but it was a pretty big one. And it was around that time. And I just recall like a lot of people. Uh, was it Blackberry? No, no. It was like, <laughs> oh, what was it? It's going to bug me now. I can't remember what it was. Blackberry. <laughs> I would remember this year as maybe 1998, 1997. You guys might not even remember that year, but I was 10. Um, you were 10. How old 10, was Mike? 11, yeah. 98, 97, uh, seven or eight. Yeah. It was somewhere around that time period. Um, I was, we were at work and like a guy would show up every day in a three piece suit with a briefcase and I'd be like, bro, do you have some work clothes or something? And he'd say, no, no, these are my work clothes. This is how I go to work every day. And he had boots on. He did have boots. And I'd say, okay, man, well, we're going to go shovel the ballast stone out from in between the tracks at CN. That's all full of diesel and oil. So I don't know if you want to wear different clothes for that. But these clothes aren't. Or one time we had a job at that CN rail where they had built this um it was like a tunnel that the track, the train cars went in, the box cars. And when they rolled down into it, you could step onto the roof of them and do work on the roof. Uh, so it was like a little, I guess, channel. And they had made it six inches too wide, too thin. So we had to take like scrabblers and scrabble the wall down so that the cars would fit in. And this guy's like doing that in like a three piece suit. Like, dude, <laughs> like I. So I might want. I feel like we're almost back to those times, right? What do they say? Dress but, for the job you want, not the job yeah. you want. <laughs> he wanted. The- <laughs> Trevor looking at that guy, being, "Yeah, dude, we're going to shovel ballast stone out from in between the tracks at CN. Might not want to wear that suit. Just putting it out there. I just think it's not the right appropriate choice. So, um, I feel like we're good. We're going back to those times a little bit, maybe." You know, I'm, we're certainly going to put a higher, I was thinking about bringing on another driver, but we're not going to now. Do you get emails from the uh, careers dot how to hardscape website of those applicants coming through? I have not. No, you I get, a, you get a good amount coming in every once in a while. Really? Yeah. I get notifications from the back end that people they are don't applying. Come to me. Really? I need to check that out then. They do not come to me. I would love that if they did. I put the ad up there hoping they would. Yeah, you get like uh, uh, one every couple of weeks maybe or so. I have never gotten one email from it. So there must be a break in the link. Yeah, I'll have to take a look at that then. I'm certainly not going to be able to. <laughs> I'm confident I'm not fixing it. That's that's the truth. A, um, 
yeah, it's just I I think anyone who's done this for a long time should take a step back for five minutes for a morning and just think about how epically fucking hard this is to do. You know, like yeah. you have like our sh- that shit that was dead at the SO today in the fucking gas station wedged on the angle. That's not even old shit, man. That's a $250,000 truck. That's a 2022. Like it's yeah. not even old fucking shit. It's not like I'm running some 1975 truck and it blew up. Like this isn't even old stuff. Like it's, it's just fucking like, it's just mind boggling how tough everything just is to just. I do you think, to... do you think we, we run our trucks too big up here? Because my whole drive down, I've seen tandem sized trucks with helper wheels on them. And they're like half the size of the triaxles we run up there. Uh, if you look at, I mean, obviously I have a lot of trucking stuff come through all my feeds. Yeah, there's no one. There's no one in North America in North America anywhere running trucks as heavy as we run them on essentially five axles. Yeah, four axles, four axles. Four. You got there's four. There's two in the back. The the spiff axle and then the the front the front. Yeah. So, right. So there's there's no one running trucks that tear at twenty two seven. Or like there's some triaxles that have aluminum boxes in the double spiff. Those things are tearing at like 24.5. There's yeah. no one tearing in North America at the same weights that we are. Even yeah. in Quebec, they have they have permanent quad steer trucks, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like the trucks here are just, I'm like, that's the size of my tandem, but it's got a helper on it. And there's these little yeah. tiny helper wheels. I'm like, do those really do what they think it does? But they're sm- they must be smarter than me if they have engineered that to work depends where you have the load pressure set on the axle right yeah i suppose i remember back in the day like a pusher axle would push the front like the drop axles they weren't set right to push the front steers right off the ground (laughs) jesus like it's it's, you're pushing down right so it's i don't i'm assuming there's some setting on there that i don't i don't i think that we run the heavy i even when we were in british columbia they had the tandems with a tandem pup, and they were, if you, I can't remember the exact tears, but the tandem with the tandem pup was basically tearing what we put in a triaxle. Yeah, yeah. Like the the five the five axle live bottoms are tearing out at like forty. Wow. Like they're bringing, they're hauling forty ton. 41. I don't think I've seen a live bottom since I drove down here. I, obviously, they exist. They're around, but I haven't seen anything down here like yeah, that. And a lot of the stuff in the states, they have those side dumping trailers. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen one of those. Have the, yeah, they have these like big belly dump trailers that jump to the side. I don't. I there could and I could be wrong because even when you see stuff from when trucks are at auctions, I can almost tell you what province they're from. Yeah, like I've looked at them so much, um, but I don't. I think that. You'd be in North America. You'd be hard pressed to find a jurisdiction that runs heavier than Ontario. Yeah, I agree. Which, I mean, I guess there's an argument that we're the most environmentally friendly, not to the roads, but we're the most environmentally friendly in the diesel fuel because we're moving more per truck. Like, like a tandem tears at 
what's your tandems tear at 12 14 somewhere in there yeah i think 12 9 12 9 so you know darian's truck tears at 22 7 so he's essentially hauling 10 ton more than you yeah so for every you'd have to bring three loads for his two essentially yep. that's how math works out right so I, there's an argument that we're doing it for trudeau <laughs> yeah well there is like it just i think my favorite comment this week was i i posted the video about how there was a problem with our business model and the lack of snow and strong base commented pay more carbon tax solve your problems it's like man <laughs> it really is just that simple like it it really is just that simple to pay more carbon tax and solve our problems. Um, yeah, I don't. I sometimes I look at the trucks and they just when they go by, and I know I own trucks like that. I know that, but I just go by me and I'm like, man, these things are like missiles of death. They yeah. are so heavy. And when you, you're right, when you go to any other place, people just aren't running heavy like that. Yeah. Um. So we stopped on in Georgia, obviously on our way down here, and uh, I was under the illusion that it was going to be fairly warm here when we got here, and it was in Georgia. I think it was 15 degrees, like a humid 15, which is still not all that hot. And we were walking around downtown Savannah, and my wife got a text from she was texting her parents and everything, and her dad's like be careful about standing under trees. If it's too cold, the iguanas will freeze and fall out of the tree onto you and like send you to the oh. hospital. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this is global warming. It's 15 degrees in Georgia right now. And we're worried about iguanas falling out of the tree. <laughs> we got We need to have a, well, we need to have an iguana watch. Yeah. Iguana watch, so. anyway, I wonder how many, I wonder how many cop claims there are from iguanas. <laughs> yeah, good thing they have a, Obamacare down here. Is that a thing? Like that they fall out of trees? Yeah, I mean she sent him a news article and everything, but wow. Did it, you see any iguanas? No, we saw a couple little lizards and stuff, but not nowhere near like Costa Rica or anything like that. Have you seen I the alligators? Uh just at the zoo, at the just Disney the zoo. zoo there. I haven't how been here Disney? in years. So it's, uh, how was Disney? Um, it was good. A lot of people. And like, I'm a people watcher and meh. So I, I put my construction lens on and I sort of looked at everything through a construction perspective. And I like, I can't imagine how much work it was to build all this shit. Right. Like, so like, I wonder how many contractors were involved and like, was there like one concrete contractor or was there 20, you know, like different guys who worked on this and the softscape contractor and all of this and like who was managing all these guys. It must've been a hell of a project, like just insane. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I posted that story about uh, the stylistic concrete with like the little kid's feet imprinted yeah. in it and stuff. Right. And, people were telling me like oh no that's got to be like a fake foot and something I'm like or do you think like jose brought his kid one day and be like it's your day to run through the concrete <laughs> <laughs> like i don't know 
it's like where do you get a one-off prosthetic foot to fucking walk through a thing of concrete like when well, you, you need you need two though wouldn't you like well yeah, yeah. i'm one child i guess or or maybe it's a double-sided on a stick where you put yeah. one and then flip it over and put the other one or were they perfectly know, maybe they measured apart what's that were they perfectly measured apart uh they were lifelike distance apart for a probably a five-year-old child or so running uh-huh. they fooled me if it was if it was just a concrete foot imprint I or whatever like it, i felt like that was a creative idea when you yeah. were talking about yeah yeah they have like bike tires and stuff and like a couple like animal prints and stuff like that but maybe they're just yeah. accidents you think so <laughs> no, at one point like whenever this was done it was definitely real construction site right it's not like they're working on the park over here and there's the playground yeah. over there ride over here and like it would have i'd assume would have been all done at one time but like i don't even know how they do the maintenance on all this stuff right like you'd have to close down giant sections at a time and like it seems like nobody is ever doing maintenance while you're there it must all get done overnight or I don't know. I uh, I had a meeting at a uh, like an active establishment locally, um, where people go constantly during the day uh, to relax and to reinvigorate themselves. And uh, I got called. <laughs> I got called in to look at some work at this place, um, and. Uh, They want us to do it at night. Mm. I've always wanted to do an overnight job. Yeah, so it's a there's uh some uh some rivers to fix and a few things like um you know fake rivers or whatever and uh they feel like we have an intimate knowledge of it. I don't know why. I have no idea why they would feel like that, but do, uh, do you frequent a place where you relax? <laughs> uh well I did for a while. <laughs> Uh, for about 12 months crew was there maybe 18 relaxing um so we uh uh, we uh so i that was how they wanted to do it they wanted to do it at night because they didn't want to disturb the guests and it's a big deal to you know they don't want people to be people's relaxation to be interrupted so we're going to uh I guess we'll price it to do it at night. We'll have a night crew. We'll send in a night crew. Um, so I guess that's how we'll put a number together. But um, well, what's your percentage? A, Are you thirty percent higher on a night crew? I don't know. I hadn't thought about like what do you guys think? Like I don't know. I never. It's got to be twenty points. I, I think, think that the uh, guys need to get paid. Like, I guess I. Yeah, it's a night shift. I don't know. Right. Um, I don't run a night shift premium with the trucks, so yeah, yeah. But nighttime landscaping is a different animal, I think. Like trucks, you'd expect to run them in the night sometimes. Yeah. You think that that's it? Well, I, see, I hadn't really thought about all these questions. I just was more amazed that I had brought myself to this place of relaxation to start <laughs> looking at some work. I was. More like, good God, what like just some of us are just some of us just can't handle not being abused as a people, I guess. Um, so, anyways, I uh, but that's how we were planning on doing it to not disturb the guests. 
was to do it at night. So uh, I guess maybe that's what they do at Disney. They make plans and they have night maintenance crews that come in and yeah, and do that. So did mm -hmm. you get any questions, Mike? I got questions.